Ho, ho. Happy holidays from your friends at the Tennis Podcast. I'm your best friend, Nick. I'm your co-host, Brandon. How are you their best friend? Well, we're both their friends because they spend a lot of time with us every week, some of them for many years. And I'm their best friend because I'm the best of the two of us. Okay. Brandon, how is your holiday season going? Are you keeping in mind the reason for the season? Um... The reason for season is buying stuff you don't need. Yeah, I'm keeping up with it. I'm hearing all the music. I'm seeing all the ads. I'm in the thick of it. And you're giving thanks to our Lord and Savior who was born on this day. Yeah. Okay. Every time I leave, I come or go from my house. I see my neighbor across the street, his inflatable nativity scene. And it reminds me. (laughs) inflatable for the true reason for the season unless it's during the daytime in that case it's deflated and just laying on the grass baby jesus has no air in him i feel like if jesus knew two thousand years ago when he was on that cross that it would come down to him being an inflatable nativity scene for your neighbor in tulsa oklahoma probably would have opted out he probably would (laughs) to be fair i would opted out long before for different reasons as well well Jesus, I know you're listening. Thank you for listening. Brandon, this is the final episode of the year for us. So what do you have? Well, to get everyone in the holiday spirit, today I've assembled a list, mostly someone else's work, but a little bit of my own, the nine worst Christmas gifts. Okay. Now, to give you kind of a clue about what type of gifts we're talking now, I mean, you could make up any kind of very specific and terrible Christmas gift off the top of your head, but these are compiled from the eight all-too-common Christmas gifts no one actually wants. From the website bobvila.com. You remember Bob Vila? This is where you no. say no and everyone over the age of 39 rolls their eyes at you. So Bob Vila was the guy who in the 80s and 90s had the show This Old House where he showed people how to like do all kinds of handy tasks around the house or garden or whatever. He's a, like a house expert guy. But before, before people were flipping houses, they watched Bob Vila fix shit or build stuff. Tim the Toolman Taylor? Is that who we're Yeah, he's kind of a prototype for, in fact, Al Borland kind of looks like Bob Vila. Bob Vila had a beard and hair. How's the ass? Uh, good. He's the guy who works. He does, probably does a lot of squatting and stuff. Oh, baby. Nice, plump construction guy worker's ass. So anyway, Bob Vila, the brand, has expanded to a website covering evidently all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, But this article in particular was written by Michelle Ullman for BobVila.com. Although when I was going through this list, I liked to imagine it was actually written by Bob Vila's ghost on a typewriter. (laughs) How long has he been gone? Probably 10 or 20 years. Brandon, look, as the host of the show, uh, I'm comfortable moving forward saying that this was written by Bob and his ghost. This is Bob, Bob Veal's ghost. He either typewrited it or he wood burned it. I think that might be something he would be into. Maybe he gave it as a message to someone who found some stones in the forest, like Mormonism was found. So they gave eight of very common Christmas gifts that no one actually wants. So these are bad gifts. These are bad ideas for gifts. And then I also added one more to round it out to nine. Okay. And these are common gifts. Yeah, this is like stuff that most of these, uh, most of these I have 
received or witness them being received. You've witnessed it being received? Yeah, like, okay. yeah, I'm just saying I might not have gotten it myself. Sure, just insert sex joke anywhere in the last 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, well, anyway, that's what I'm trying to tell you. There's stuff you've heard of okay. before. Nothing like getting a gift that sucks. Am I right? Is a lump of coal on here? No. I mean, I've never seen anyone actually give someone a lump of coal. I have. Okay, who did that? I don't remember. I think it was a work thing, like to be funny. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. Okay, well then why don't I go with an old staple, and that's socks. Okay, so socks is not in this nine, unless you want to count underwear as socks, unless you want to count socks as a type of underwear. I don't, but I'll now guess underwear okay, next. You know, pretty much have to. So underwear is number four. Now, Bob Vila, his spooky ghost, <laughs> yeah. says like a box full of, you know, utilitarian briefs or boxers on Christmas is not an exciting gift. And it can be awkward. It's boring for an adult, even if it's like something that's usable. Kids especially don't like finding something as practical as new underpants when they open up brightly colored Christmas wrapping paper in the shape of a toy. Mm-hmm. It's because they're ungrateful. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I got some underoos at some point when I was a kid that where I was excited because of the character that was going to be featured on my butt. <laughs> you know who'd be excited about underwear at Christmas? George Costanza. Because remember, he said that he doesn't do laundry. He just wears a different pair of underwear every day. A new pair each morning. Oh, that seems very expensive. But I also think they're talking, they must specifically be talking about like the 12 packs of Fruit of the Loom, not talking about something fancy. Mm -hmm. Like you can buy, you know, expensive underwear from, um, what's that place that does all the other podcast ads? Oh. But we're uh, evidently about to do a free ad for uh, a MeUndies. Yeah. MeUndies. Right. I think you could give MeUndies as a Christmas gift. I'm sure if you went to their website, they'd be pitching that very concept right now. So Bob Vila thinks this idea sucks. And I think that in most cases, it does probably suck. Underwear and socks included, unless they are something fancy or special, like of extra special quality, or like they have a print on them, like you're known as the pizza guy and these socks have pizzas on them. Or if they're worn by prison inmates, like in Orange is the New Black, they sell their underwear. Oh. What? On that show, it's a show about women prisoners, and to make money in prison, they find like back channels to sell their used underwear to creeps outside the prison. Okay, yeah. If someone gets you used underwear for Christmas, <laughs> yeah, that's a real special gift. It's much better than getting a 12-pack of clean Fruit of the Loom underwear. They've never been worn by a ward of the state. Speak for yourself. Uh, so there you go. Underwear is number four. Okay, underwear number four. So what's worse than underwear? I'm not saying that I agree with the ranking here either, but it is what it is. What about fruitcake? So fruitcake, I feel, falls under the category of handmade gifts. It can include something that was crafted, cooked, or baked. Yeah. So technically, yes, fruitcake is on the list. It would fall in number three. Knew it. Under handmade gifts. Again, that's a very wide range. 
So, like, if you're a parent or a grandparent if you, and you get something from your kid or your grandkids, you know, that is something special in a handmade gift. It's more about they're giving you something that is tied to a memory of, you know, them as a little kid. But unless that you are, unless you're talented enough that your handmade pottery or jewelry or you could win contests with like the stuff that you bake, you should probably not try to make something for someone else's Christmas gift. But Brandon, is it not the thought that counts? I mean, I suppose so, but I mean, if I, so like if I make you a fruitcake, I don't know. I mean, I also think that thought implies that like you also thought about whether or not they would like and be able to use the thing that you made for them. I know that the thought behind making you a fruitcake would not be lost on you or the work involved, but it still shows that I didn't think enough that like Nick doesn't want to eat a fucking fruitcake. You know what I mean? You are correct in that last thing. It's it's more like, hey, look how nice I am. I made you something. Not, mm. I made you something because I knew you would like it or I was thinking about you. It's more like, I don't know. They want the credit for getting you a gift. They want you to know that that they are giving in kind. That's an interesting little theory and probably true. I don't think fruitcake is terrible, by the way. I've had a couple bites, I think, over the course of my lifetime. It freaked me out or turned me off. A hot take? I think knitting something for someone is a good gift most of the time. Knitting seems like, knitting is mind-blowing to me. I know it seems like a boring thing that like older ladies do and it's not like necessarily the case, but it seems like it should be as simple as you follow instructions on how to knit a pattern and then you, (laughs) but like you still have to follow the instructions and the instructions are crazy, especially if you have like a multicolored design. Sure. I have a lot. Of, hey, I have a lot of respect for the knitters of the world. You don't need to tell me. It's a talent. Yeah, I can't do it. I have a ton of respect for the knitters of the world. You're my, you're my knitters. Seriously impressive to me. Yeah. Now, what if for Christmas, one of your employees, let's say you're a boss, a manager, mm-hmm. CEO, sometimes employees feel obligated to get their boss something for Christmas. So what if one of your employees just drew you a really pretty picture and that's the Christmas present? Would it be faxed (laughs) to me or scanned? No, it'd be... Or are they sending me in the mail like in a rolled hard tube (laughs) the original print, the original (laughs) creation? And it's a drawing of like you and your team at work, like holding Uh hands or something with a rainbow. (laughs) Very childlike. How would you feel about receiving that? Well, I mean, good, I guess. I guess I just have to keep an eye on them. Right. Because the next gift from your other employee is like something of monetary value, like a $50 gift card, right? So you're going to, I mean, there's just some like subconsciously you are going to think of those two people differently. From well, going yeah, forward. one of them I'm afraid has like <laughs> brain damage or a neurological disorder that hasn't been diagnosed and the other one is just kissing my butt well here's what you do (laughs) you hang it on the fridge in the work kitchen yeah i mean i'll be supportive of it but i'm and i don't mean i'm keeping my eye on them like they're in trouble i mean i gotta keep an eye on you like i think you might be not okay (laughs) but i don't want to hurt your feelings 
free gift advice for everyone out there. Draw a picture. One of the ideas on here of homemade items that they said, you know, it was a bad idea to do this were homemade body scrub Ugh. made by a friend or family member. And that sounds super gross to me. Instead of giving them a homemade body scrub, why not just give them a personalized rubdown massage? I think it's gross to hand somebody a little bottle or a bag of something that you made with your hands and say, I want you to take this and rub it all over your body. <laughs> your naked body. Yeah. I want you to take the gift I gave you and shower and slather yourself in it from head to toe. Rub your private areas with yeah, it. Yeah, rub your private areas with the thing I got you for Christmas. And who knows what's in it? Knowing that you would rub it in your crack and around your nuts and all that stuff. Oh, baby. I knew it when I made that scrub. Nana scrub. Yuck. <laughs> Nana scrub. So, I think if you're giving your boss a gift, the picture is still a better idea than the homemade body scrub. What are they putting in the body scrub? Well, sugar crystals, I think. Fucking chemicals? So that's number three. You got number three and number four. Yeah. Okay, what about a shirt? That was a really bad guess. No, there's no shirt. Thank you. A pet rock. Okay, you actually stumbled dick first into one of the ones in the top nine gag gifts. Well... And the pet rock classifies as a gag gift. I agree with a lot of the sentiment behind the gag gifts. When we're talking about gag gifts, we're talking about the singing big mouth bass. It's mounted on a plaque. Billy, <laughs> Billy, is his name Billy Big Mouth? He's a big mouth bass. <laughs> Billy Bass, yeah. If you don't know what it is, it looks like a shitty fish mounted on a cheap plastic wood-shaped thing. And you push a button on it and he starts singing and then he turns his fish head and looks at you and sings some too. That should have been on the worst inventions list. 20 years ago, honestly. this was the hottest fucking thing you could get a dad for Christmas. <laughs> it probably killed lots of grandpas across the country. who just couldn't fucking <laughs> handle it. It's true. It's true. What number is this, by the way? Gag gift. Number five. Some other things that they mentioned that are Good examples of gag gifts that are ultimately bad gifts. Uh, a golf set for the bathroom, which I don't think I'd seen. I'd seen stupid types of golf-related things, but not a golf set for the bathroom. What does that even mean? An inappropriate bobblehead. So, I know that you can get someone a bobblehead as a gift, uh -huh. which I actually think is like not a gag gift itself. Agree. You know, I think you can take a picture or pictures of someone and they send in a sculpt a little uh, bobblehead and you get your personal bobblehead. An appropriate bobblehead, I got to think that like, instead of the body being like, the head being the bobble, it's like <laughs> a giant dickhead that bobbles with you laying down underneath. It's the bobblehead is hip thrusting. So the, the hip and pelvic area is the part that bobbles. Or just a butt sticking up. I want that though. So yeah, the idea is that they elicit a laugh or two when they're unwrapped on Christmas morning, but by like the next day, we're looking for a place to, it's going to be catching dust or we're going to throw that shit away. So their alternative, uh, which I agree with, is that if you've got to get something funny or quirky for someone or for a secret Santa, 
to go with a mug that has like, you know, your wacky shit just printed on the mug. That way, at the very least, it's still useful as a mug. Yeah, that is a good idea. I just saw someone do that at a gift exchange recently. They put an inside joke on a mug. Yeah. I've gotten mugs before that I was like, yeah, who cares? But it's still a mug. It still works the same. It just doesn't have to be my favorite mug. Like most of the gifts on here, I still think that when you give a gift, especially thinking about it Christmas time, like getting gifts for kids, like there's so many times where it's just an obligation, like, oh, that kid is owed a gift from our family Mm -hmm. this year, which is all right, I guess it's about the kids, but like, it doesn't mean shit. Just teaches them that like you expect shit. Anyway, I think you should put some kind of thought into any kind of gift and a gag gift. To me, the thought is like, look how fucking funny I am, everybody. That's the thought, but yeah, I agree. It's not like a detestable thing. It's a very natural thing to be like, oh, they'll love this, they'll laugh, and we'll all have a good time. But I also think it's a real Michael Scott move. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it just seems to me safer to get someone a gift that they'll actually like rather than something that's for a quick laugh. I think the gag gift makes sense when you're doing like a Secret Santa gift exchange with like a $10 limit or something. Yeah, when the limit is lines. really low, like I just did want a Secret Santa at work and the limit was $20, which... Right. I didn't include shipping in that. Uh, but for $20, you can get someone, something nice that you think they'll actually like. But if it's $10, you're coming in with a pair of socks that say like shaken bacon or something on it. <laughs> shaken bacon, yeah. Brandon, we're on the same page here on the gag yeah. gift. Did you ever get one of those singing bass? No. I think I've gotten a couple gag-like gifts over the years. Now, obviously, nothing super impressive. But there was one year, and I think you might remember this, we, they showed up at our office at work too, but you could buy gag boxes. Oh, someone got me one for a secret Santa, like a gag box. So the box looks like something crazy or gross, but inside there's an actual gift. And I used one of them. I can't remember what it was, uh, but it was a, a wine box. So you buy someone a nice bottle of wine and you wrap it, but the box, you, when they open it up, it looks like one of these made-for-TV products like, you know, clean, mop the floor by like putting this on your pet's feet or some shit <laughs> like that. Good, no, that's a good idea. Right. The box, to me, that's a great. Like you get the gag with the box, but then inside there's the actual gift like, hey, I thought you might like this kind of wine. Well, yeah, but I also meant it's the mopping on the dog's feet is a good idea too. Yeah, uh, it is. Is that real? What, the bar? The idea? (laughs) Because we might have just stumbled upon a million billion dollar idea. Mop dog. You just put these little slippers on your dog's feet and they're going to mop the floor for you when they walk. You've heard of hot mop, now try the dog mop. Hey, I'm just saying, if you see that on TV in a few years, you'll know it came from Nick and Brandon on on the Tennis Podcast. Speaking of mop, the next one on the list, number six on the list, is uh, mop is an example of this. A cleaning supplies? Yes. Or like a cleaning? Fucking cleaning supplies is number six on the list. It's like if a husband gets his housewife a, a broom for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, or this like is that. one of those gifts where there's only one exemption to the cleaning supplies gift being a bad idea. Now, Bob Vila 
his ghost tells us that <laughs> right. the holiday season is a joyful one, but it's also busy and stressful. And it'll add to that pressure by giving someone a gift that just reminds them that there's more housework to do. Or to me, it implies that you think they're doing a shitty job of housework. Or you think, I see them cleaning all the time. They must love cleaning. So, I'm going to get them that for Christmas. You could have someone in your family that is just nuts about vacuuming and get them a nice vacuum cleaner. Well, that's different. Yeah. But like I'm thinking of like (laughs) unwrapping a gift and it's a big box with good wrapping and you unwrap it and it's like a can of like Lysol spray for the counters. Clorox. (laughs) It's just like bleach. Well, one exception to this, they call it the hand vacuum. I call it the dust buster. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're called Dustbuster anymore, but I think, still think that's a fun name for what it is. They say that that is an exception to the rule, and I agree. I think the hand vacuum or a Dustbuster is perfect for anyone. When I was a kid, my grandparents had a Dustbuster, and I loved having a snack and then cleaning up my crumbs with it, okay. or trying to suck up my fingers, <laughs> or just playing with it in general. <laughs> but you know it's not a toy. Yeah, a dustbuster could have probably fucked up your fingers for all I know, and I got to play with it all the time. But that's electronic. Anything with a switch is a good gift. For a kid. It's, so, it's great for kids to play with, or if you have a kid, they make crumbly little messes everywhere. It's good for old people who want to eat in their chair without having to move, and they can just vacuum their stomach up. It's good for neat freaks who like cleaning. It's good for slobs they might get into cleaning because they have this fun little dust buster. But what I'm saying is, I hope someone gets me a dust buster for Christmas. It's a really strong, shining endorsement for the dust buster. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. They're not paying us a dime, but you just brought them some business, I think. And uh, I don't know if I'd use the word fun, but I think it's a fine gift. If you sit at your desk for like 45 minutes and tell me like that that time wouldn't go faster, or smoother if you were playing with a dust buster. I guess if those are my options, then sure. So that's number six. But I'd rather just have like a 3DS or something. I don't know. We're not getting <laughs> crazy here. These are bad gifts. Cleaning supplies should be higher than everything else so far, I think. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't quite agree with the order. Although I do think the top two are pretty bad gift ideas. So you have number one, number two, seven, eight, and nine left. Hmm. What about like a charitable donation like George does with the human fund? The human fund? No. A donation uh, wasn't listed as, a, as one of the worst Christmas, idea, Christmas ideas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, techni- it's a good... It's a great, good thing to do, but, and I understand how the thought can also mean a lot to someone, but I still don't think it's technically a gift. A gift is something someone gives to you rather than giving away mm-hmm. in your name. It's just not very exciting for the gifty. How about... Man, I don't know. I might need a hint here. I'm trying to think of like... A lot of the rest of these on here would insult or hurt the recipient if they got it. What about like a pet? Pet spider or something? Pet is a great guess. Now, it's not... I wasn't thinking of that being one that would hurt the feelings or insult the recipient. However, the number one worst Christmas gift idea is a puppy. Yeah, because, well, I think I know why. I'll let you tell me. Well, I think it's a controversial number one. Bob Vila has this to say about it. 
He says, it's a scene straight out of a Christmas special. Thrill children open a bow-bedecked box and out comes a wriggling puppy that eagerly licks their noses. In real life, adding a member to the family should be approached thoughtfully. Not sprung on everyone on a day when excitement is already at a fever pitch. When it's time to welcome a puppy, you want to do this introduction to its new pack in a calm and unstressed manner. First of all, it's not cool to give someone a puppy if they're not expecting oh, it. That's, that, I see, that I was what I was thinking of first. They're taking what I think is mostly out of concern for the well-being of the dog. Like Yes, you're right. I get that too. They're surrounded by like bright lights and paper and screeching children. Yeah, that's a lot. And how long has it been in that box? Uh, yeah. It's like it's good for pictures, but... It's good for that moment. For like that 30 seconds. After that, it's, you're just better off getting a puppy on a normal day and easing it into the family. I get that. Yeah, plus, what if it doesn't work out? Yeah. Sorry we had to take your Christmas present to the pound. No, Brandon, it's not going to the pound. It's going to a, a farm with lots of area to run around and other puppies to play with. That's what my parents told me. I also think it's bad, like, so you, if you give someone to someone who isn't expecting it, but they're responsible and up to the challenge, I said, that's still a bad gift. You're basically saying like, here's a bunch of responsibility. I feel like if it's, let's say it's your significant other and they tell you like, I want a puppy, I want a puppy, and they always talk about it. And then on Christmas, you don't put the puppy in a box, but you just walk the puppy out and give her a puppy. I don't know. Like That's probably fine. I think there's ways to go about it that make more sense. Like I said, this is controversial, number one. I love puppies. But Bob Vila hates him. Thinks it's the worst thing you can give somebody at the holidays. Maybe he died from one. Maybe that's why his ghost is so bitter about it. Somebody got him a puppy Christmas. He choked on it. Okay, so you still have two, seven, eight, and nine. And number two, number seven, and number eight are things that would hurt, insult, or embarrass, I think. What about like a sex something you know like lingerie or a toy or so that i'm gonna count uh as number eight anything potentially embarrassing well that's so broad well yeah but i mean that's what okay obviously getting someone something like sexy especially if you give it to them in front of you know your kids or extended family is going to embarrass them even if they like it and know that like this is whatever something for the two of you whatever it's still embarrassing to open it in front of your parents. Even if you have like the most free will in family, open up a butt plug in front of your nephew and the nieces. <laughs> going to be frowned upon. It's going to be embarrassing. That's why when I give you my Christmas present this year, I'm going to do it in private. Well, Bob Vila didn't use the <laughs> butt plug. <laughs> example of a butt plug. Their examples of potentially embarrassing gifts were a gift certificate to the waxing parlor, uh. which is also... Well, in addition to being a weird gift, is saying, like, your pussy's too hairy. Okay. Well, there's a bit of a leap there, maybe. I mean, people get waxed for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, giving someone the complete Fifty Shades trilogy could be embarrassing. I think embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah. Nana's getting that this year. One of these I have received before. My brother gave me a nose hair trimmer. Uh, they mention a nose hair trimmer or an earwax remover. The nose hair trimmer, I mean, the joke's on him. I think it was supposed to be embarrassing, but I've been using that thing for a long time and it works awesome. 
I love a good nose hair trimmer. Want to keep them clean. You got to keep them in line. Yeah. It's a very easy thing to manage, guys. Get your nose hair under control. I say if a gift is likely to make the recipient turn red with embarrassment upon opening it in front of the entire family, it's best not given or at least not given when anyone else is around. Like the butt plug. Right. I remember listening to an episode of the Ricky Gervais show and Carl Pilkington admitted on the radio that he had bought his partner for either, it was either her birthday or Christmas, an economy-sized box of condoms. And he argued that it was romantic and practical. Yeah. Uh, practical. Romantic. I mean, I, that's all, that's in the eye of the beholder. Well. I'm still on the butt plug thing. <laughs> I love the idea of like Christmas is here, extended family's there. Like I'm picturing the Home Alone Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And everyone's passing the presents around and then mom opens hers and it's a butt plug and she's just fucking mortified and dad's over there like giving her a thumbs up in the corner. Buzz is the only one who knows what it is. <laughs> so there you go. That's anything potentially embarrassing. And that just covers so much. I mean... Technically, I think it covers number seven and number two. It would be insulting and embarrassing to receive these gifts. In most cases. Okay. Medicine. No, medicine is not on here. I like the idea of like, let's say your granny gets, has been on a prescription for decades and you just go pick up the prescription that she would get anyway and wrap it up and say, here you go, granny. I mean, that does sound like something my grandparents would appreciate. You're not paying for it though. You're just picking it up. So this isn't embarrassing, but so maybe number nine, but like, what about a car to someone that's like not willing or able to so pay for it? that is the one that I added to the list is number nine. It's a car with a giant bow on it. <laughs> yeah. So I've always seen it in the commercials. And that makes me think that like people are so stupid. You know people have done this in person many times. So I started, I spent some time thinking about because it, it feels like a terrible idea to get someone a car and not tell them about it. What I decided was I feel like if it's paid in cash, if you have the amount of money to just pay cash for a car. Right. I still think it's probably, it's a risky purchase. I think it's a risky maneuver. But if you have just tons of money, then obviously it's not going to hurt you that much. The immediate depreciation of the product that you just bought. And if you're giving it as a gift, then you've taken a lot of the stress and anxiety out of what would come if you leased or took out a loan on a car without consulting your partner first. Yeah, I... I don't know how that'd fly in this house. Do you know, like, I also realized that you would have to take out the lease or the loan completely on your own credit too. I mean, it's not the worst thing you can do, but it is not an advisable financial situation. Unless you're a millionaire or a billionaire. And I think if you're a millionaire or billionaire, hopefully you're smart enough not to do this for a fucking Christmas present. I saw, I... Maybe there might be several of them, but I'm pretty sure I saw like a YouTube video where they act out. It looks like a commercial, like, you know, it's shot like a very, you know, bright, almost sanitizingly white suburban neighborhood. And they come out on Christmas Day and they're wearing scarves with no coats. And he's like, look, and he shows her this bright car, bright, shiny car with a big red bow on it. And she's like, what the fuck did you do? That's a good idea for, see... Why can't we be clever like that? I am. I thought of that a long time ago. Well, you didn't do it. 
No, I lack I lack the <laughs> energy and willpower to achieve my dreams. This is you with the McDonald's drive-throughs again, trying to take credit for the double drive-through lane. All I'm saying is I had the idea first. And on my own, I didn't have a team of fucking engineers and scientists being paid millions of dollars. Just scientists. Just this uh, old fucking lump of coal in my head I was born with. The scientists are figuring out how to get more (laughs) drive-through lanes in there. Let's add one. (laughs) You did. You did organically come up with a brilliant idea earlier, which is the dog foot mops. We need to run with that. I'm serious. Let's get a patent on that. Let's go. There's money in that idea. I'm calling Shark Tank. Well, I'm getting us on the you show. You can start working on the prototypes. <laughs> okay. You just come over to my house one day and I'm on all fours with mops on my feet. <laughs> I think I've had a breakthrough. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Brandon, before you leave, here's your gift. It's a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> There's all the marks on the floor where you've been scratching it with your own butt plug. Extra, extra, read all about it. We're standing here at the corners of Peanut Butter Boulevard and Hot Dog Road, passing out the news. It's the Tennis Podcast monthly newsletter, and as long as you got eyes, it's 100% free. Sign up now to get our newsletter hand-delivered by our personal paper boys directly to your inbox on the first Friday of every month. Each newsletter contains the first look at upcoming episode topics, which means you'll know the list topics weeks in advance helping you plan your life around our episodes. Plus, it's the only place to read Brandon's official blog, The Sidekick Corner. Brandon uses The Sidekick Corner to rant and rave monthly about what's going on in the world. Readers have called The Sidekick Corner everything from great to, yeah, pretty good. Not only that, but newsletter readers get exclusive behind-the-scenes notes and tidbits, monthly merch discounts, and more. Signing up could not be easier. Literally, all we need is your email address and a solely firstborn child. Take 10 seconds now and go to TennisPod.com slash newsletter to sign up and start getting your world news from Tennis Podcast. That's 10ishpod.com slash newsletter. We'll see you in your inbox. So you got number two and number seven left. Neither one of them is butt plug. We covered that under anything potentially embarrassing. Number eight, number seven, number two. Let me give you a, a hint with number seven. It's a type of book. I guess, guess it could also be a book on tape. Bible? No. Although I agree that's a crappy Christmas gift. A book. Oh, like a something for dummies book? It's a type of, it's, it's like a category of books. Self-help? Weight loss? A self-help book. I don't know. Self-help books are number seven in the nine worst Christmas gifts. Let me tell you why, according to Bob Vila, why, you, why it's a bad idea. He said, even if family members or friends clearly need to build up their confidence or learn time management skills, choose better dating partners, or finally get over that, oh my God, finally get over that difficult childhood. Tell that to DMX. (laughs) Just get over it, everyone. Get over your childhood. Just get over it. Tell them so by presenting them with a self-help book on the topic is not a gift. It's a downer. And I would argue that it's like possibly counterproductive and makes them feel shame and stuff. I don't know. But is a self-help book, is that, would that be considered like, uh, you know, a book about how to write a novel? Like, is that a self-help book? No, I don't think that's self-help. I think that's more about, they they say a better idea, a book on the recipient's preferred hobby, destination, animal, or other subject is a welcome. So, they're not saying no books in general. A book about their favorite animal. (laughs) 
Brand, I'm going to get you a book on the beluga whale. For... I got you a book about sticky lizards. <laughs> That's uh, actually my three-year-old's favorite type of animal, sticky lizard. They got to be sticky. Stickier the better. Better for the paint on the wall. So, uh, yeah, this is more about books like self-hypnosis to learn, lose weight or be more confident. It's basically saying here's the thing. How to make a friend. Yeah. Your first friend. I think you have to be sort of Michael Scott level clueless to give a book like this or intentionally cruel. It can see like a, a narcissistic parent giving a book like this. Yeah. Have you gotten a self-help book from someone? No, I definitely, when I was a kid, got like religious books. You know, how to establish a relationship with God and stuff like that. Oh my God. As a gift? Yeah. That's so depressing to me. (laughs) Brandon. It's so depressing to me. Do you remember last week on our children's book episode, I told you there was a video game for, for Green Eggs and Ham on the Game Boy? I think I'd rather get the religious self-help book than that game. No, I'd rather play the Green Eggs and Ham game. I'm really curious about like what the game is like. <laughs> I am not curious at all about being like 10 years old and strengthening my relationship with the Lord. Well, that's because you're a heathen who will never en- enjoy the riches of heaven. I guess. It's because I'd rather play a game or something. Green Eggs and Ham, you know, you got to chase down... Sam I am and fucking kill him for getting in your face about the green eggs and ham. It's like Grand Theft Auto. Oh, because Sam I am is the, is the one with the, he's the one that has the green eggs and ham. He's the harasser. Right. He's trying to push his agenda on you. He's the pusher. And you got to take him out. You got to try some of these fucking green eggs. They're going to send you to the moon, baby. <laughs> not here, not there, Sam I am. So number two is the only one left on the list. Yes. Most people it would embarrass to get it. I realized like you could get a kind of cool high tech fancy version of one of these and that might actually be kind of a cool gift. Maybe if you're very into like fitness. A scale? A bathroom scale is number two on the list. People do that? I've never seen or heard of it done. I'm sure someone has before. You know, kind of like the uh, self-help books like... You're either totally clueless to give that as a gift or you're being intentionally cruel. So Bob Vila writes, because lose weight is at the top of many lists of New Year's resolutions, a bathroom scale might seem like a thoughtful gift to help a loved one stay on track. Like, how is this person smart enough to have 20 bucks to put together (laughs) to get the bathroom scale? This is very low functioning adult. Never get your loved one a bathroom scale it's the worst idea on here if you have ever thought about getting a loved one a bathroom scale as a gift just understand that you are very lucky to be intelligent enough to be able to like find and use podcasts like you're doing right now the fact maybe they're the one that's drawing the pictures for gifts. yeah like you have definitely overachieved but you should know that you are still a very low functioning adult Um, And someone needs to be keeping an eye on you. (laughs) You need to go to prison. (laughs) So it is a useful gift, but it brings up a lot of feelings of shame and sadness and can easily lead to hurt feelings or misunderstandings. No joke. 
So, a better idea, they say, instead of focusing on the negative, which is losing extra weight, focus on the positives of eating healthy with a gift of a membership to a fruit of the month club, which... <laughs> okay, fucking lame Bob. almost sounds as insulting as the scale itself. Or a basket of healthy snacks like fruit, nuts, and tea, which I guess is a step in the right direction. That's a good one, yeah. I think Bobzilla's ghost has just been not part of the normal society for so long. He's losing touch with what is and what is not a good gift. I think he died in the, maybe the mid or late 90s. He still, he still hasn't caught up to the internet age. Now, speaking of internet, there are some scales. I'm sure they connect to the internet. I have one that uh, does Bluetooth. So, it connects to an app and that helps me like track over time. And it, it gives me other readings. But I don't know how accurate they are. Stuff like Gaydar. skeletal mass and like my BMI. my uh, Your BMs? No. Weighs your BMs? Uh, I'm sure you could track it in there. But it tracks all this other shit or says it does. It gives me a different number every time I say <laughs> it. It's making up numbers. It could be. I don't, you would never know. But it can't be that good because if it was that good, they would use that shit at the hospital instead of like here, drink this fucking poison and lay down on a, in a tube for an hour while this super magnetic radioactive machine spins around you. I think it's probably not a very accurate count of what's going on inside you besides your weight, which is what I'm really only using it for. But it has Bluetooth, so I just open up the app. It updates while I stand on it. It makes a cute little noise and then it tracks over time. With what may or may not be accurate information. I realized as I said that out loud, all I would have to do is to not have a Bluetooth scale is just type in the number <laughs> into any other app or just type, like write the number like down the somewhere. Out. Yeah. Probably the Apple Watch has one too. If somebody wants one of that, wants one of those as their bathroom scale, maybe that's okay. But I think you oh, I think that's definitely okay as a gift for like a health conscious person. But think of how, like if you have parent or grandparent who is you know like 100 pounds overweight it's not like it's a fucking surprise to them they know it and have excuses just like anyone else does of why they haven't eaten better or lost the weight imagine like you get them a gift and they open it up and it's not a fan not even a fancy scale it is a like 22 dollar from walmart just <laughs> cheap scale Baseline scale. If I got that for like my mom for Christmas, I might as well just walk up and slap her in the face. <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's terrible. Yeah. I think this should be higher than number one just because of the, what I feel is cruelty involved. You're saying the scale should be number one? Because it's two right now. I do think it should be number one, but we'll stick with Bob Vila's controversial opinion that giving someone a puppy is the worst idea. I like that they specified puppy and didn't include a kitten. Yeah. Any living thing should not be given as a gift on Christmas or any holiday. No. Uh, I think the puppy being the worst. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I almost want to take the puppy out as like a separate category. So, I'm going to do that. I'm going to say puppy doesn't count. My number one is, I mean, anything potentially embarrassing. I mean, that has to be number the one. Cleaning just cause supplies it's so... is a surprisingly bad one. Like... Yeah. Anything other than the dustbuster. You and that dustbuster. Or a shop vac. You know who likes a shop? Uh, dads and granddads love a good shop vac. Mm -hmm. That's another exception. A shop vac is fucking fun to use too. Yeah, man, you 
You really love things that suck. It's my first love. Yeah. Weird list. I don't know how to feel about it. But why don't you go through them real quick? No other way to feel about Christmas than weird. Again, these are the nine worst Christmas gifts, according to me and Bob Vila. Uh, Number nine is a car with a giant bow on it. And number eight is anything potentially embarrassing. Kind of a catch-all for your butt plugs and what have you. Number seven, self-help books. Number six, cleaning supplies. Number five, gag gifts. Number four, underwear. Number three, handmade gifts. What about knitted underwear? Handmade underwear. (sighs) Number two, bathroom scale. And number one, puppy. Handmade gifts, I don't think it should be on this list. You know, most of the time I think they're okay. Every time someone, an adult, has given me a handmade gift, it's been something like really nice. Thoughtful. Yeah, something nice that they made. And then if your kid makes you something that sucks, it's still, you like it because your kid made it for you. It's really only if an adult who doesn't know enough to know that like this is not, this creation is not a good gift. Someone that is giving you a gift of like the hobby of something they make in their spare time anyway, as opposed to like giving it to you because they are thinking specifically of you. Or I think even trying to make something that like, you know, trying to say like your mom mentions she wishes she had a birdhouse and you're, you've never fucking handled a piece of wood in your life. But you're like, duh, I'm going to make mom a birdhouse <laughs> for her Christmas present. And you struggle and cut your thumb and have to start over two or three times and make something that looks like utter shit. Then, yeah, you should not give her that present. Just stop and say like, okay, is this about her or is this about me like proving I can make it? Right. So fuck you and your birdhouse. My mom does want a birdhouse. So if anyone is a birdhouse maker out there, hit me up. Just go, go to some local place. That's the place. Where someone who lives locally and is talented makes birdhouses and buy one there. All right, you've convinced me. That's a good alternative. Don't make it yourself. Yeah. Or go buy it from a local artist, someone who makes really beautiful birdhouses and say, Mom, I made you this birdhouse. You will never be able to prove otherwise. Yeah, I'm getting my mom the butt plug. Mom, I made you this butt plug. All right. I whittled this butt plug for you. <laughs> it's made out of uh, oak. Oak's too hard to whittle, you dumbass. If you'd never make it under Bob Vila. No. Is it Vila with a V? V-I-L-A. Bob Vila. Yeah. Well, his ghost needs to do better at writing articles. I like how that person that actually wrote that <laughs> has officially lost all credit on this show. Yep. Anyway. Well, we're winding this episode down, so I guess it's time that I share some news with our folks at home. I have some bad news and some good news. I'm going to give you the bad news first. The bad news is that due to a myriad of reasons, Brandon and I have decided to take a short break from the pod after this episode. That means we're taking next week and then all of January off. The plan right now is to return with new episodes on the first Wednesday of February which is February 2nd, episode 160. I think that's Groundhog's Day, right? February 2nd? Yeah, that's Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that day and we'll just never leave it. That'd be all right. So yeah, we're taking January off. In the meantime, 
we will make sure this feed stays active with bonus content, and I'll put together some best of episodes. And of course, if you have an undying thirst for fresh, new content, you can sign up for Tennis Pod Plus. It makes a great holiday gift. We'll have at least two exclusive bonus episodes, new bonus episodes, in January on Tennis Pod Plus. You can sign up at tennispod.com slash plus or within the Apple Podcast app. So that was the bad news. The good news is that we will be back, and when we come back, we're going to be bigger, better, and more sensual than ever this February. Gross. What's wrong with that? I don't want to be sensual. Why? Everyone wants to be sensual. Get to the reviews. All right. Fucking uh, Scrooge over here. Brandon, you want me to get to those reviews? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to it. I have two reviews here. The first one comes from uh, Zemd123 on Apple. They say, bruh, I always wonder what's my favorite movie should be ranked or the top 10 movie to watch when I am bored. But this podcast got my back all the time. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I don't think this guy has ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> but this is also something I listen to at 3 a.m. when I can't sleep. It's such entertaining. Give it a go. You won't regret and hopefully we'll make it number one podcast to listen to. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guy. <laughs> That's a very nice review. Thank you. It was. Very kind. I was a little too kind. <laughs> Next one is from What's for Brunch. They say, easiest subscribe. The hosts, Nick and Brandon, rank topics by their top 10-ish. Their conversations are natural and so funny without trying. A great podcast to binge 10-ish out of 10. I don't know if we're not trying. <laughs> like they say, I'm trying pretty hard usually, but... Uh, I'd say my try is pretty low. It's a low try. Okay, great. Low effort for me. Well, that's why you're the sidekick host. We appreciate those dynamic reviews. If you want me to read your review on a future episode, go write a review on Apple, on Podchaser, or on Good Pods. But make it good. <sighs> Brandon, do you want to close us out our fourth holiday together on the show by a rendition of Santa Baby? Go ahead, whenever you're ready. Nope. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right, I, I tried. We'll see you next year, guys. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Goodbye. <laughs>